At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is our number two of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network, and we've got a tremendous hour coming up for you as we're going to be joined in 15 minutes by Mackenzie Kramer. Mackenzie does absolutely amazing work over at ESPN with the show, The Daily Wager. On top of that, there's sets and information department, and we're going to be chatting with him about what we can all expect this week in the NFL, get some of his picks, and on top of that, we're going to try to see if we can get any look headlines for week 18 as well, which I mean, week 18 is always the biggest roll of the dice because you don't know who's going to be in, who's going to be out. Books, there are a few that do have them posted up. I know that DraftKings does, the Westgate does, so we're going to see if he's got anything on that front, but we're going to be taking a look at these week 17 games, trying to give you guys everything humanly possible, and I've got my Circa Millions card to fill out as well, which that is going to be a very difficult task. I will most likely be doing that at the top of our number three, and I do want to enlist the help of Mackenzie Kramer because I decided to not go with the Thursday night football game with the Dallas Cowboys being able to get it done. I would have faded the Cowboys at like a 13, 13 and a half, but you know what? Good thing I didn't. So there's that. But what is always a good thing is having a great cast to be able to help me out on the Greg Peterson experience. It does say my name on the show, but it really does take a team to be able to make it all work. You've got my wonderful audio engineer and Taylor. For those of you guys listening on the iHeartRadio app, vcin.com, you're able to go down the line, Terrestrial Radio, which we've added more and more Terrestrial Radio stations. It's been impressive what this network has been able to do. He does amazing work there. You've got my wonderful producer, Jason Kahn. Always does an amazing job of, for one, keeping me in line, and for two, booking all these great guests. He is always appreciated. And then you've got Nick. He does all the graphics, everything that you're seeing on screen, whether you're watching on Visa.com, YouTube TV, what have you. He's in charge of that. And then every single hour that we do here on the network, whether it's the Greg Peterson experience, follow the money, Visa in prime time, Visa in big bets, you're able to go down the line. They're all up. All those hours are up on our podcast feed, Visa.com slash podcast, the best pets podcast feed, which you're able to get wherever you get your podcast. It is Sean. That is the man in charge of that. So all these guys, they do amazing work. I am very, very happy to work with all these guys day in and day out. And it's been a great 2022. Looking forward to 2023 where we apparently have bigger and better things as we're going to be expanding more and more with regards to 
how many people are going to be able to listen to the show. So I am very much looking forward to that. And it's great to be working with all of them. And well, we've got one more DK Nation pick that I'm able to give you here on the show in 2022. You'll have a few more if you listen to the Coast to Coast Hoops College Basketball Podcast I do. You're able to hear that wherever your podcast. So have no fear there. But in terms of this show itself, this is the last one, by the way. I'm right now sweating out the one that I gave out yesterday because as I do this live, Colorado's up 71 to 70 with 17 seconds remaining. So we'll know by the end of this DK Nation pick if the one from yesterday hit. I'm not able to say whether or not it has or not. It's right now looking good, but trust me, we've all done sports betting and we all know that sometimes it could just go into the abyss. So we are hoping that that does not happen. And you know what? I'm a schmuck for West Coast basketball. So we are going to be doing another DK Nation pick with regards to these West Coast teams as we go 889, 890 on the board. It is UCLA. They're going to be hitting the road. They're going to be facing off against Washington State. Washington State is between an 8.5 to a 9-point underdog. As I'm seeing it, I've got four books available to me in Las Vegas, two have an 8.5, two have a 9, and your total on this game is there between 133.5 and 134. And whether you've got an 8.5 or you have a 9, I like it either way. I'm going to be taking the points with Washington State. I set them as more of a six-half point underdog, and with Washington State, their record is a little bit deceiving in my opinion. They're currently sitting at five and eight, which is far from terrific, but they really haven't necessarily been throttled out of a lot of these games. They've played a very tough schedule, playing against the likes of Baylor. Utah State is a very solid program as well. They've already played a pair of conference games. They were close, but no cigar in those games, so... I do think that this is a Washington State team that's playing relatively solid. And when we always talk about home court advantage, some places you award a little bit more slash a little bit less than three points. I typically award a little bit more for Pullman, Washington, because if you're familiar with the fact, well, Pullman is out in the middle of like nowhere. I apologize to anyone out there in the great city of Pullman, but it, it's sort of out there by itself. It's not necessarily surrounded by a bunch of major cities. So it's a little bit more difficult for a place like UCLA to get to and well, everyone across America is right now having travel issues, so that makes it all the more terrific there. But for Washington State, taking a little bit more of an exodus and oaths feel on this, Mohamed Kay, I think, is going to be able to control things down low. He's been tremendous for this team. He's been able to register 13.5 points, right around 8 rebounds per game, and he's someone that is going to be able to clog things up down low against a... UCLA team that doesn't necessarily have ideal size. They only have two guys that will be able to give you north of four and a half rebounds per game. But Washington State, they've done a very nice job of being able to control the glass as they currently rank in the top 40 nationally in terms of rebound rate. That climbs to 16th in the country when they're at home. Meanwhile, UCLA, they've got a negative rebound rate when they are on the road slash in a neutral court environment. And we've seen UCLA in general not be the same team when they're away from Poly Pavilion. Opponents, when they're at home, they shoot 26.1% from three-point range against them. In a road-slash-neutral court environment, that goes to 36.7% from three-point range. So, a big note there, and with Washington State, they have been significantly better at home as well. This goes into the Pullman field that we've got, because currently, they are 37th of the country when they are at home in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis, and their points scored on a per-100 possession basis goes up by 20.3 points when they're at home as compared to a road-slash-neutral court environment as well. So I think that that is important to take a look at. UCLA, they come in having given up more than 70 points in just two games this year. Washington State, only three games like this. The defense has been quite a bit more efficient for UCLA. There's no question about it. But Washington State, they're right at home in low-scoring games. They are 332nd in the country in terms of possessions per game. I think that this gives some relatively solid value here on Washington State, being able to get them between eight and a half slash nine. Some of you might have nine. Some of you might have eight and a half. I like it either way. That provides some good value there. So I'm looking at Washington State with my DK Nation write up, taking the points. And then when it comes to total, I did set it at a 134 and a half. I recognize I just talked about it. Hey, neither of these teams has given up 70 plus points too many times. You could get into that foul game. Like I said, if it holds true to my handicap of this being between a six to seven point game with a minute remaining, that means that you've got a lot of trips to the charity stripe. UCLA has been able to do a solid job with that regard. And UCLA, ninth of the country in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis. And Washington State, their top 40 team in terms of offensive efficiency when they are at home. So looking at the 133.5 slash 134 over and the write-up, that is going to be based around taking the points with Washington State. 
The other Pac-12 game that we're going to be seeing, that is 887-888 on the board. That is Washington, and they're going to be playing us to USC. USC, the slightest of slight favorites, a one-point road favorite, and your total on this game is anywhere between 140.5 at 141.5. Not really wanting to lay too much more than the single point that we're seeing right now, but I did make USC a two-point favorite. I'm going to be willing to take them in this ordeal with USC. They've got Joshua Morgan, who's been able to do an absolutely tremendous job down low for this team as he does a nice job of being able to give you nearly three blocks per contest. Those of you watching on VSIN, you might have been seeing my, that little bit of a smile. Colorado, 73 to 70. That gets that one in. So we're looking to be able to build a win streak on the DK Nation pick that I just gave out a second ago. So very happy about that one. But that said, taking a look at USC because you're only as good as your next pick. With USC, I do think that they're going to be able to do a good job of being able to win the battle down low. For Washington, it's all about the Keons. Keon Brooks, Keon Menafield. Menafield has been able to shoot about 40% from three-point range. He gives you right around nine points per game. And then Keon Brooks, right around 16 and a half points, five rebounds, a little bit of a statue suffer. Comes in from Kentucky after he was a top 30 recruit towards the high school end of his career. And he's been able to do a solid job for the team, but they've been dealing with an injury to Franny Kepadoc, one of their better rebounders. He's able to give you right around six rebounds per game. So that's a little bit of an issue. And that means that Braxton Mia has had to do a little bit of everything for Washington. And speaking of doing it all, that's what Drew Peterson, great name by the way, has been able to do for this USC Trojans bunch. As for USC, he's been able to pump in there right around 15 points. He gives you five assists. He gives you seven rebounds. Shoots it well from three-point range. You need him to fill up water for the water bottles. He'll be able to do that for you as well. Three sticks and waters has been able to chip in there 10 points per game. And then for USC, they've got the best, in my opinion, overall score in this game. And that would be Boogie Ellis, who's been able to give you about 16 points per game. Shoots it well from three-point range. USC has really been able to do a nice job of buckling down on defense. And really, both of these teams have been hanging their head a little bit more on defense. You've got a pair of mid-tempo teams. USC about 135th of the country in terms of possessions per game. More in that neighborhood, about a 170th when it comes to Washington. But USC has just been that better defense. 50th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. Washington, 77. So I do think that this is going to be a little bit of a lower-scoring slobber knocker. I set my total at a 134. I'm willing to dive under. And with USC... A little bit tough going on the road to Seattle, but I think that they get the job done. I'm willing to set them as a two-point favorite. And you know what? Let's just make it West Coast, Best Coast right here. This is more of the mountainous time zone, but we've got the Battle of Dakotas. North Dakota State versus North Dakota, 885-886. North Dakota, a one-point favorite. Charles game is anywhere between 142 and 143. I made North Dakota State the two-point favorite in this spot, so I'm going to be taking a look at another road dog being able to win outright with North Dakota State. I think that they win this game just because you've got more size with them. You don't have anyone on North Dakota that's really able to give you more than four and a half rebounds per game. That would be the gentleman that comes in from Georgia and Sonse Sarcise. Meanwhile, with North Dakota, you got a pair of guys that stand between six foot ten and six foot eleven, and Andrew Morgan and Grant Nelson they are able to stuff the sad sheet. Nelson coming off of a 35-point game about two weeks ago been able to average 16 points, eight boards per game. Morgan, he's able to give you five and a half boards, 10 points per game. I think that size matters in this game. And North Dakota State, they've got the better size. Neither of these teams necessarily have a lot of facilitation and both of these teams in the bottom 50 in terms of points a lot under per possession basis. So, somebody total 144 looking over. I'm looking at North Dakota State on the money line. Coming up next, we take a look at the NFL with our good friend Mackenzie Kramer over there at ESPN. Next, here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. 
if you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. DraftKings Online Sportsbook is going to be going live in Ohio on Sunday, January 1st at 12.01 a.m. So you're able to celebrate and ring in the new year with DraftKings and all new customers will receive $200 in free bets when you sign up today. Plus, five lucky customers will win a $100,000 bet. So my question is, what would you bet $100,000 on in January as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Eason, the Sports Bank Network. And I think that that's a good question to ask our guest, Mackenzie Kramer, as he does amazing work over there at ESPN, does great work over there with the Daily Wager, along with the Sets and Information Department over there at ESPN. And Mackenzie, I've given this answer a few times when posed this question I would just take the biggest chalky money line humanly possible because if you lose a bet, you lose out on $100,000. You just absolutely have to do everything humanly possible to get that $100,000. And then from there, you're able to split it up into much smaller bets. I don't know what you do, but I would just take a look at the biggest money line that you're able to find in like college basketball. Maybe you get something very fortunate in like, I don't know, some sort of a college football game where everyone opts out or anything like that. But that's why I play it. Just take a big money line that you know is going to hit and then be able to diversify your portfolio from there. Yeah, that seems like the right option, the right scenario in that situation. Uh, I'm hoping I can get in a situation like that. I'm pretty late in a uh, survivor pool that has a lot of money, not quite uh, that much money, but uh, you know, if I get in that spot, I'm definitely going to hedge it out in, in certain ways. So obviously when you have that much money at stake, you want to find different ways to diversify uh, your, your uh, risk. Yep, absolutely. I think it's all about being able to find the money on that front and in terms of trying to find money in the NFL, as we know, week 17, it is upon us. We just saw Thursday Night Football. But do you have any look at wagers in terms of week 18? Because I feel like this could be the weirdest of them just because you've got so many teams with different motivations. What happens this week could determine how a lot of teams play next week as well. Because if you see a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for instance, they're able to get the job done against the Carolina Panthers. They get the division sewn up. They don't really have anything to play for in week 18 have you taken a look at any look at lines to fire it on for week 18 or do you just stay away with so many different scenarios perhaps going on well in some ways this is the most interesting week to look at headlines because so much can change between now and, and next week kind of like what you were saying and in fact a lot of the books don't even post look ahead lines this week some of the books i normally look at to get look ahead lines don't even have them up right now but i mean if you look at next week for instance like the Jets are road favorites in Miami, so they're telling you they don't think Tua is going to play that game. I don't have a lean on that game. The Broncos are favored over the Chargers. Like, our FBI has that line, you know, Chargers by a touchdown in that game. We have Denver favorite, but Denver is a favorite in that one because LA is clinched. They don't have anything to play for, so maybe they're playing backups. You have a team like the Commanders that this week they could clinch a playoff spot or they could be eliminated or anywhere in between. So it's really tough to handicap these, these teams. Two couple things that are interesting to me for next week are with the NFC South. Um, the Panthers getting three at New Orleans. First of all, I think that's just a valuable bet in period, getting three in New Orleans. I think Carolina is a slightly better team, so I'm pretty surprised I can get the full field goal in that spot. And if Carolina wins this week against Tampa Bay, they have everything to play for next week because that's a win in your end spot. 
I'm not a big guy on playing, you know, motivational spots. I think those those can often be overrated in that spot. And uh, when you look at the historical trends and spots like that, but still, you have a team like Carolina, they'll pull everything on, on stake to win that game in New Orleans. We, we don't even know what they're going to be. You have a guy like Evan Kamara, who's not even going to practice this week for personal reasons so far. So we don't know what's going on with the Saints. So I think getting three with Carolina in that spot is a bet that has value now and could gain value next week. And then you have Atlanta giving one to Tampa Bay. And if Tampa Bay wins this week as a favorite against Carolina, they're locked into the four. So they're probably not going to play anybody next week. So that's another spot where that line can move a lot between now and then. I don't have a bet on that one, but I have played Carolina plus three. That's my main look at play right now. I think your line of we don't know what's going on with New Orleans, we could say that all 17 weeks this season. And you know what? It would hold relatively true because it's been a random year for them. I expected some good things and things went straight down the toilet bowl for them. So that has not been too terrific. And you mentioned that Carolina versus Tampa Bay game, which is the basis of a lot of what you're taking a look at in terms of these look at lines. And right now we've got the Buccaneers as a three point favorite. This was a look at number of between six and a half and seven. So if you were able to cobble that up, certainly and we get some nice value there. But where do you stand on this game? Because I do think that three is the appropriate number. If I had to play it right now, I would take a look at taking the Carolina Panthers just because the Buccaneers, every time I watch them, I'm just incredibly unimpressed by them. But I still don't know if the Panthers, they necessarily get it done outright because I think that the Buccaneers have better weapons. I think that they've got more talent. But the way that the Panthers are playing, they're just playing the better football right now. I, I totally agree. I think you have this game pegged pretty well. I think the spread on this one should be three. I actually grabbed Carolina plus seven last week, so I'm already in a pretty nice spot on that game. But to me, this is like if this is one of those lines where if you give me Carolina north of three, I take it because I don't trust Tampa Bay to win by margin. You look at how many points they've scored in their wins this season. You got 19, 20, 21, 16, 21, 17, 19. Like none of those are really games where you're winning by a significant margin. But at the same time, like Still hard to go against, you know, you're taking Sam Darnold against Tom Brady. Who do you really think is going to win the game at the end of the day? I know Tom Brady's not anywhere near what he once was, and Sam's actually playing pretty well right now. But I think this is a pretty good line at three. I don't have a strong line, lean at three. If it gets north at three again, maybe I look back at the Panthers. And if it gets under three, then maybe Tampa Bay starts to become interesting. It's one of those types of games where I think the three is very valuable in this game, and I think that Tampa Bay wins by three a lot in this game. Yep, I am in total agreement with you there. If we would get down below three, I will play the Buccaneers. If we get back north of three, that is a play for me on the Carolina Panthers. If I had to play it right now, I'd probably default to the Panthers, but certainly would rather be getting the hook one way or another. And the hook is on this game. It's the Atlanta Falcons and the Arizona Cardinals. If there is always one of those games where it's like, which game do you really not want to bet on this week? I think that this one might get an award for the week. Not necessarily for the season, because we've seen some of those Denver Broncos games, and boy, those, they eh, get to be grody, to say the least. But that said, do you have any sort of play in terms of Atlanta versus Arizona? Because it's hard to trust a Trace McSorley, and I don't really want to be playing three and a half with Desmond Ritter either. I mean, our FBI actually thinks there's a pretty good big gap between these thing, teams. We think that Atlanta should probably be favored by over a touchdown in this game, but I can't really get behind that. I mean, I don't. I'm a type of guy who likes to play underdogs to begin with. And when you give me a guy like Desmond Ritter, that's got to win by over a field goal with three and a half. I think there's a little bit of value on, on Arizona three and a half in this one. But so I do think Colt McCoy is a pretty big upgrade over Trace McSorley. But this is mostly a stay away game for me. I know you want to try to get Cliff King free the road underdog. He's had a lot of success in that role. And I just said what I said about Ritter. But I don't really trust either of these teams. There's enough games on the board. And. A lot of these games are pretty sketchy. I don't like a lot of the games this week, but uh, this is probably the worst game on the entire board this week. Yeah, a lot of these games are pretty sketchy. Like, what are we going to get out of the Baltimore Ravens? Because, well, the quarterback spot for them has just been all sorts of banged up the last few weeks. And this is a number that just keeps going down, down, down. The look at number was right around six, six and a half. We are currently down to two and a half in this ordeal. So we certainly have been seeing a lot of movement here as Lamar Jackson he is remaining to be a non-participant in practice and I, I think that that's the biggest question mark because I do ultimately think that Lamar Jackson plays but could Lamar Jackson at much less than 100% actually be worse than Tyler Hundley if that is the case because Lamar Jackson is a man that really relies upon his feet with regards to how he's able to operate and if Lamar Jackson is pretty immobile because this is a knee injury that we're talking about 
How much of an upgrade is he to Hundley? I mean, we've seen in the market this year that he's not as big of an upgrade as as you might think on paper. I do think Lamar would be, you know, at least a three-point upgrade in this game, you would think. I've kind of been thinking this game as if Lamar is not going to play. Like you said, he hasn't really been practicing, so I don't really think they're going to throw him in this game when they don't really need to win it. But if he does play, that adds a little bit more value to my favorite play in this game, which is the over. I think 35 is a really low number for this game. It's like the lowest total we've seen in any game besides last week when we had historically cold weather and historically bad weather across the country. This is a game where 20 to 17 is an over. And last week, in the first game between these teams, they had 17 points in the first quarter, and both quarterbacks got hurt. And, and, and I just think that between these two teams, that 35 is such a low total. The weather is not that bad in this game. And I do think Pittsburgh is one of the best teaser legs we've seen all season. Low total, two and a half, get through the three and the seven. The classic Stanford Wong teaser. I think that they're one of the best teaser legs we've seen all season. Not a great teaser week in terms of finding a team to go with it, but if you can find one that you like, Pittsburgh is my favorite teaser leg in a couple of weeks, really. Hey, if you're looking to tease an underdog, this could be your dance partner for it. The Seattle Seahawks, they're a one and a half point underdog against the New York Jets. You tease through the three and the seven, you get north of a touchdown with the Seattle Seahawks. Is that maybe something that you'd be taking a look at? Because in terms of this game, I do think that the Jets have a good chance to win outright, assuming Mike White goes. But I think that that could be a good teaser leg as well. Yeah, that's not my favorite one to go with it. Probably my second favorite one to go with it behind Cleveland. But I think the Jets are the better team here. I don't know if they're going to win by margin, even with the upgrade of Mike White, who was a pretty significant upgrade over Zach Wilson. It does look like Tyler Lockett's going to play right now, which would be a huge upgrade to go with uh, DK Metcalf, we saw how that the offense looked without him last week against, the, against Kansas City. Not all that great. A little tough to stomach playing points with the Jets on the road at Seattle. I think they're the better team here with a rest advantage, but probably have a strong lean for this game, to be honest with you. That is a tough one to stomach, but it's always easy to be able to wash it down with some great insights from Mackenzie Kramer. He joins me once again next to take a look at these Week 17 NFL games here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. It is going to be New Year's Day relatively soon, and the countdown is on. Beverly's online sportsbook has you covered to be able to start off the new year with a bang. As if you join Bet Rivers on both New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, during in 2023, you're able to get a pair of nice profit booths as BetRivers.com and De- BetRivers Online Sportsbook are going to be offering a 22% profit boost on December 31st. And then you log in again January 1st, 2023, you get a 23% profit boost on any qualifying wager. So that is right. Celebrate BetRivers and get not just one, but two profit booths as it's a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. Being rejoined by Mackenzie Kramer. He does great work over there at the Daily Wager. And Mackenzie, the game that I am most intrigued by this week. It's not the best game. We will hit on Monday Night Football in a few minutes. But the game I'm most intrigued by, Vikings versus Packers. You've got a lot of playoff implications here. They could go for not if the Commanders are able to get the job done, though. We're going to need to talk about that game in a minute as well. But that said, with Vikings, most places we've got them as a a three-and-a-half-point underdog seeing a couple straight threes out there. How do you gauge this game? Because with the Minnesota Vikings, there's just all the metrics out there saying, oh, this team is so lucky and everything like that. But I don't think you can win 11 games by one score like they have on complete accident. And their one convincing win this year, it came against the Green Bay Packers. Even if you think they have been lucky, and to be fair, I do not think they are. I mean, we all know the stats about how how good they've been in close games. 11-0 11-0 in the one-score games, but that's all factored into this line. This line implies that the Packers are a better team or that they have you know, the best home field advantage in the NFL, which I definitely have one of the best home field advantages in the NFL. I don't know if it's three and a half points, though. And we, like you said, the Vikings dominated this meeting early in the season. Justin Jefferson, they had no answer for him. And I just think the Packers are being overvalued in the market right now. Their adjustment up is based on a comeback win over the Bears, win over the Rams in a freezing game in prime time and a comeback win over the Dolphins where they did not look early good early in that game. They won when the opposing quarterback melted down, potentially due to suffering concussion during the game. I mean, I really like the matchup of the Vikings offense against the Packers defense a little bit more than the, the Packers offense against the Vikings defense. We don't even know if Christian Watson's going to play in this game. And I, I think you can even sprinkle a little bit in the money line in this game. 
we know how good Minnesota's been in close games. We keep talking about that. So if the game is close down the stretch, we've sh- we've sh- uh, Minnesota's shown that they have the moxie to win these games. So plus 160 on the money line, plus three and a half. I like both of those. Yeah, I don't blame me there with the Minnesota Vikings, especially with the hook now being on three as well, because I do think that the Vikings, they're bound to lose one of these tight games, but being able to get that hook on three, I do think that it is very important in this ordeal. And what else is very important is to take a look at the playoff picture because if the Green Bay Packers win, they're going to need a little bit of help to be able to make the playoffs, and they would need that from the Washington Commanders, who are a two-point favorite against the Cleveland Browns. I'm not sure how you feel about this, but I don't think that going back to Carson Wentz is the correct move for Washington. Had a good end of the game last week, but we have seen Carson Wentz in many different spots not do a great job like we saw this year. The team was completely different with him under center than with Taylor Heineke. And for the Cleveland Browns, hard to be able to back them with Deshaun Watson looking like right now a downgrade to Jacoby Brissett just because he's so darn rusty. We've seen Wentz have some pretty good games this season as well. So it's not all bad for Carson Wentz. Now, obviously, we've seen the bad with Wentz, which is why he got benched. So I think he kind of opens up a little bit of a wider range of possibilities. But despite what I just said, I think this is the best teaser leg of the week to go with Pittsburgh, getting through the three and the seven with a total of 40 and a half. I think this is a pretty close game. I, I, I know Deshaun Watson has been pretty bad this year, but, but I do think Cleveland is probably a more talented team on paper than Washington. I think this is a pretty close game. I'm not going to bet either the side or total straight up, but I do think that easing through three and the seven is a good play in this game for Cleveland. Yep, with Cleveland, it's a defense that has been a little bit underachieving this year, but now that they're going up against Carson Wentz and the Washington Commanders, I do think that they should be able to hold up in this spot as well. I was talking about it, the fact that we've got one really good game coming up on Monday Night Football. That is the Bills and the Bengals. Bengals are a one-point home underdog, and it's a battle of the hottest quarterback in the NFL and Josh Allen looking to perhaps be able to make a little bit of a charge up in terms of the MVP odds might be a little bit out of reach at this point, but he's been playing some good football recently in the Bengals. They're 10 and two in their last 12 games. And now we're getting them as a very slight home underdog. Where do you stand on this game? Because I felt like the Bengals the last few weeks being about a three to three and a half point favorite against the Patriots and the Bucks that they were being undervalued. I think now they're getting properly valued. I agree. I, I like Cincinnati last week, but I think this might be a little bit of a sell high spot on Cincinnati. It's so hard to fade them though, because they've been such a wagon against the spread in their last 23 games, including last year in the postseason, they're 20 and three against the spread. I looked this up earlier today. That's the best 23 game against the spread span by any team in the Super Bowl era. We have an article about that on ESPN chalk right now, and they're 12 and one against the spread in their last 13 games. But one note that I looked up today as well is, even though they have the best ATS record in the NFL at 12 and three, they're only seventh in average cover margin. So while they're covering all these games, they're not covering by a lot. Buffalo is a losing record against the spread, and even they have a higher cover margin. I just think Buffalo is the best team in the NFL right now. You get to, to come in a game where they only really have to win, laying only a point. I, I like that spot for Buffalo. We've seen them have some struggles laying big numbers in the spots, but just having to win, I like Buffalo in this spot, and I think they're going to win this game. And I don't really think the winner has that much of a chance at MVP. I think Mahomes minus 500. I think he's a pretty safe favorite. They probably need to lose to Denver as a massive favorite to really cut into that. So I don't really like the MVP stuff, but I like Buffalo in this game. Yep, with Buffalo, I do think that they're the more talented team, though. That receiving core of the Bengals, man, is that a very, very talented bunch. But Bengals, they're dealing with some offensive line issues as well with Lael Collins dealing with an injury as well. So I do think that that could take a little bit of a toll on a Bills pass rush that even without Von Miller, they've been able to do a relatively solid job. So we've got a lot going on on Monday Night Football, and that's going to be a great one. This one is getting a little bit more, shall we say, interesting because we're not going to be seeing Derek Carr out there for the Las Vegas Raiders. That is a big, giant mess, and who knows where Derek Carr is going to be next year. Could he be? Back in Las Vegas, could he be somewhere else? Could he be, I don't know, hosting Jeopardy? We just do not know. But with that said, with the Las Vegas Raiders, they are now a nine and a half point home underdog against the San Francisco 49ers. And I've been saying a few times, man, I don't know if Brock Purdy is able to do it once again. Perhaps they're getting a little bit overvalued. Every single time I've done this, the 49ers, they've been able to win. They've been able to cover. So I've yet to take a position on this game, though. I do think that nine and a half might be starting to get a little bit too lofty 
What are you saying on this one? Because with the 49ers, I mean, they've been incredibly impressive, and I just don't know what to expect from Jared Sidham, whether that be positive or negative. It's like taking these big home underdogs. We've, we've seen, I'm turning today, the previous eight home underdogs have at least gone double digits in Pittsburgh, but still Tennessee today, but I think Las Vegas might be a dead team walking. Hey, you could argue that drop off in the part of Sidham is worth more than the three and a half to four points that it's been factored into the market. I have some respect for Derek Marvick a little bit. He, he's grown with me over the last few years. And I know what Jared Stidham is. The only time I've really seen him play a lot, he got benched in a blowout win for throwing a pick six against the Jets on a primetime game. I don't really want to lay that huge number with Brock Purdy on the road. The Niners team spending New Year's Eve in Las Vegas. But it seems like a bad spot to turn to Jared Stidham against maybe the best defense in the NFL with the Niners playing some of their best football. To me, this is kind of a stay away game. I don't really know how to evaluate either of these teams right now especially the Raiders. And then this one is fascinating as well because you've got a pair of teams that they seem like they're playing for quite a bit, though. With the Houston Texans, they're just playing a little bit more for pride. They're playing for their coach, Lovey Smith, and came out with a very spirited effort against the Tennessee Titans to be able to get their second win in the season. And for the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're looking to be able to take the division. Now, because of the way that things shook out, pretty much a nothing burger of a game for the Jacksonville Jaguars, though. I'd be very, very surprised if they sit out too many of their guys here. It's sort of the rest versus rust sort of thing with the Jacksonville Jaguars are now laying four points on the road. How do you gauge this game? Because there's just a lot of elements to take into account, and some of them are more motivational than anything else. Oh, absolutely. To me, this is one of the more fascinating games of the week and maybe the one I've dug into the most. If this were any other week of the season, I'd be hammering the Jaguars in the spotlight. Playing only four against a Houston team that I still think is pretty bad in a sell-high spot for Houston, coming off a big win after a couple other strong performances. Then you have the Christmas holiday. I think this is a perfect flat spot for the Texans, who probably still want to try to get the number one overall pick in the draft. And I am a little worried about Doug Peterson resting guys, but you look five games they need to have go their way to get the wild card scenario. It's not completely implausible. They don't need any like massive underdogs to win. So I do think they'll try to actually win this game at least for a half. So maybe Jaguars' first half might be a way to get around some of the motivational stuff. I imagine the Jaguars at least try hard in the first half. But this is also an interesting game from a trend perspective. Each of the last seven times the Jaguars have been a favorite, they've lost the game outright, including four losses to Houston. We've seen Houston dominate Jacksonville in the past, winning five straight meetings. But I do think this number is a little low if you think Jacksonville is going to give a full effort. I tend to think they will for at least a half. So... I'm definitely going to take Jaguars first half, probably full game, and that's kind of how I'm looking at that game right now. Well, I'm on Twitter, at MacNova, all together. Mackenzie Kramer does great work over at ESPN. Their show, The Daily Wager, and their sets and information department. Mackenzie, always appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, as always. Great to be able to talk some NFL with Mackenzie. Coming up next, we have the college basketball board for Friday here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSEN, the sports betting network. The age-old question has been answered. What is the gift that keeps on giving? Well, that is VEASAN. By becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber for just $79, you get everything that we do now through the big dance. Sign up today and you'll also receive $20 by VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. And only VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recaps of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and the bets are moving on every single game, plus deep dive betting reports and our ongoing bowl coverage that allows you to see best bets on every single bowl game. This is a limited time offer, so sign up for VSIM Pro Access all the way through the end of March Madness at vsim.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIM, the Sports Bank Network. Always great to be able to get Mackenzie Kramer aboard. Does great work over there at ESPN, the show, The Daily Wager, along with their stats and information department. And coming up in our number three, I'm going to try to narrow it down to five in terms of my Circa Millions card, which and is going to be a feat in and of itself because this is a pretty grody card, to say the least. There's a lot of ways to be able to go about it, so I'm going to be trying to do that in our number three. Here in our number two, we're going to go with something a little bit more natural. Taking a look at some college basketball, We've looked at some Pac-12 games. We've taken a look at some games out there in the ACC as well, but we've got to give our good buddy Sean a little bit of a shout-out because he has joined this team that we've got here on the Greg Peterson Experience over the last few months. He has been a valuable help for us, and he is a graduate of Quinnipiac, and they're going to be playing one of the more interesting games, in my opinion, for this Friday. This is 869-870 on the board. The Bobcats of Quinnipiac are a four-point favorite pretty much across the board. Tallon's game is anywhere between 140 and a half and 141. And I like Quinnipiac in this spot. I set them as a five and a half point favorite. This is a Quinnipiac bunch, and they're one of the better teams out there in the Metro Atlantic. Iona certainly that that is the number one team right now. And Iona might be one of your best mid-majors in all of college basketball. But you take a look at this Quinnipiac team, and they've done a good job in the transfer portal. They bring in a guy by the name of Ike Nikwe. He was playing at Columbia last season. He's been their top scorer. He's someone that's saying six foot seven. He's able to pop some threes. Now, if you've got one trepidation with this Quinnipiac team, they got to work on the free throws. They're shooting about 63% at the free throw line, but this Quinnipiac team has kicked things up tempo a little bit. They're right around 150th in terms of possessions per game. You've got a Sienna team that they're a little bit slower, right around 235th in terms of total possessions per game, but take a look at the Sienna squad, and they've been very hit or miss in terms of their just overall defense. They rank 195th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. And also for Sienna, JVM McCollum, he is the main scorer of this team. He's able to deliver right around about 17 points per game. He's a solid three-point shooter. He has not been cleared for this game. Now, the team was able to win without him against American, but there's a big difference between going up against a team like an American and going up against a team like Quinnipiac. And Quinnipiac They've just got a whole bunch of guys. They're able to do a nice job of being able to produce for this team. They did a good job hitting the junior college transfer market as they brought in Paul Otino. He's been able to give you six half points, six half boards. I do like what he's able to bring to the table. And then you've got someone like Desi Jones. He does a bit good job of being able to pair up with a few other guards in terms of just facilitating by committee. He gives you 10 and a half points, gives you three assists per game. I do like what he's able to do for this Quinnipiac team. And for the Bobcats, They've actually been relatively solid on the offensive side of things as well. This is a team that they're getting a 70-plus pretty much on the regular for Quinnipiac, leaving a little bit of something to be desired in terms of a three-point shooting defense, but they've been able to do a solid job of being able to rebound by committee and be able to trust in a Quinnipiac team that in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis at home, they've been able to score 107 points on a per-100 possession basis. This falls by about 9.3 points when they're in a road and neutral court environment and 
with Siena dealing with that injury to McCollum, who I think that he ultimately plays in this game, but I think that he's going to be very far from 100%. Siena, they've got one guy that gives you north of really six half rebounds per game. That'd be Jared Billups. He's a little bit of a six foot four, do it all sort of Swiss Army knife guy. And then you do also have Jackson Sormo, who's able to give you six rebounds per game. But that said, I like Quinnipiac in this spot. Made them a four point favorite. Both of these defenses, they leave something to be desired in terms of their efficiency. I did set my total as well. More around a 146 half. I do think that this is going to be a game that if we do get the differential, like I'm thinking, I set the number at five and a half. If you've got a five, six point game with a minute left to go, we always see it in the Metro Atlantic. Whole lot of fouling. So a spot in which I'm going to be willing to back the Bobcats and I'm going to be taking a look at this little over and staying out there in the Metro Atlantic. Interesting spot here for St. Peter's, the old Peacocks. Six or 865, 866 on the board. It is St. Peter's, who is currently between a five and a six point favorite. They actually opened up at six half. Draw this game is saying between 132 and 132 and a half. I do think that the money is coming in on the right side. For Manhattan, it's been a no good, very bad, terrible offseason for them, but they're finally cooking with a little bit of gas right now. As for Manhattan, they did a nice job of being able to really piecemeal things together. Rashawn Stores. He's had to take over after Steve Masiola was canned two weeks before the start of the season. And it's taken a little bit of time for Siena to, or for Manhattan to be able to get things going. And that's most notably because you've been dealing with injuries. As you've already had Josh Roberts, Samir Stewart, Nick Brennan, Elijah Buchanan. That is four out of your top five scores. All these guys have already missed at least two games this season. But you've got Stewart back in the fold. And he's the main three-point shooter. He's taking nine threes per game. And he's shooting 41.5% from three-point range. 70 points, 3.7 assists, generates a little bit over a seal per game. Now, this has been a Manhattan special for pretty much the beginning of the dawn of time. They're bad at the free throw line. They're 330 in the country in terms of three or free throw shooting percentage at 66.5%. But you do have also a guy in Ant Nelson who's able to do a nice job helping facilitate this offense. Needs to cut down on 4.1 turnovers per game. That's in the bottom 10 in all of college basketball. But 15 points, 2.3 steals. He's able to give you... Also, a little bit more in terms of three-point shooting. Last year, he shot 40% from three. He's down at 29.5% this season. I do think that he's due in for some positive progression. And Nick Brennan, after he was out for a few games, he's back. He's shooting 36% from distance, 11 points per game. And then you take a look at the St. Peter's team. They just leave a whole heck of a lot of something to be desired on the offensive end. Always a slow and controlled team, even with having uh, the fold the man that led them to the Elite Eight in Shaheen Holloway. You've got Bashir Mason. He came in from Wagner, and Wagner was always a team that played hard-nosed defense, not necessarily the world's greatest team on offense. And boy, are they living up to that billing. As you got a pair of guys, and Jalen Murray along with Isaiah Dasher, they've been able to give you about 26 points per game. You've got Murray who's been able to give you a little bit over three assists per game, and you've got both of these guys shooting it well from three. Murray is currently shooting 50% from three. That is doing for some negative regression. Dasher is shooting about 38% for distance. These are the only two guys on the roster are shooting north of 29.5% from three-point range. So for St. Peter's, they are second in the country in terms of fouls. So they are going to put you on the free throw line as well. That is going to be able to help out this Manhattan team. Though Manhattan, they themselves don't necessarily shoot the world's greatest at the free throw line. But just take a look at this Peacock team. In terms of points scored on a per-possession basis, this is one of the lesser teams. And you're going to find in all of college basketball is currently they're clocking in just above 300. So I do think that they're going to have their issues putting the ball in the basket. It's not like this Manhattan team has actually been able to do the world's greatest job as well at right around 250th. But Manhattan, they've got a little bit more size. Josh Roberts has been dealing with a little bit of an injury, but you still have quite a few guys that do a good job with their versatility, pulling in their four and a half, five rebounds per game. And when it comes to uh, this St. Peter's team, they've been really relying upon the versatility of Latrell Reed. 6.7 points, 6.6 boards. He's able to give you four assists, steal and a half per game. Really do like what he's able to bring to the table, but not a St. Peter's team that they pride themselves on defense. They really don't generate a lot of steals. That's just a little bit of a doomsday recipe here. This is a circumstance where I set my line at five and a half. Being able to get six or more with Manhattan, it's going to be a take for me, and I think you're going to find what we always find in St. Peter's games. Relatively dry game in terms of just being able to put points up on the boards. So my total 131 and a half. So here at 132, 132 and a half, diving under and at six or more, it's a buy point for me on Manhattan. And then we've got this game to hit really, really quickly. We've got Maris and Fairfield to be able to make this a Metro Atlantic special as Fairfield is a five to six point favorite. Your total on this game is 125 and a half. And when it comes to 
the Samaras Bunch. I did set them as a six half point underdog with Fairfield. I do think that they've got the better backcourt in this game, and you've got one of the best things that you're going to find in all of college basketball. Supreme Cook. Supreme Cook is able to give you eight rebounds per game. He's going to be matched up with Stefan Ingo. Ingo comes in from Maine. He's been able to do a good job giving you right around five rebounds per game. He chips in there a block per contest, but you just really don't have a lot of offense with this Maris team. They're shooting as a collective just barely over 30% from three-point range. They're a bottom one on our team in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis. Fairfield has a little bit more flow with their offense with having out there someone like a TJ Long to be able to help them out. Caleb Fields has been able to do a good job of being able to ditch out the ball as well. So a circumstance where I did set Fairfield as a six half point favorite, one away up to six with them. And for my total, set on 124 and a half pair of very slow teams looking at the under end. That leads us into our, there are, that leads us into our pro tip, vcin.com slash subscribe for all these. And pro tip for this hour is a little bit of in-game betting when it comes to college basketball. We've seen very wonky results this year. 20-point underdogs, if they're, like, tied up at the half, typically they just do not pull it off. Take a look at the opening line. Respect it. If you see something that's sort of off base in the first half, live wager and respect that opening line in the second half. And we take a look at some NFL next here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.